On this episode of Tamarindo, we speak with Kathy Cano Murillo. Kathy, known as the Crafty Chica, is a full-time creative printer and author with multiple product lines and books. She has been featured in Forbes, The New York Times, BuzzFeed, and many more. Kathy shares nuggets that will be helpful to anyone in any field, ranging from how to recover from rejection, how to really love yourself, how to always be ready for opportunities, and how the best thing you can do is to start from where you are, as long as you just start. Enjoy the show! Welcome to Tamarindo Podcast, hosted by me, Brenda Gonzalez, a political nerd and nonprofit capacity builder, and me, Ana Sheila Victorino, a queer well-being enthusiast and mindset coach. We are a Latinx empowerment podcast discussing politics, culture, and how to keep your calma with well-being practices and self-love. Welcome to the show. What's up, y'all? ¿Cómo están, amiguis? Hi. Hi, Ana Sheila. Hi, Brenda. Welcome back to uh, hopefully our last episode for, for a minute so we can take a little break of Tamarindo. Yeah. ¿Cómo estás, Brenda? How have you been since I last saw you a week ago? <laughs> I'm doing fine. I have a, a reflection. I had the opportunity to do real in-person gatherings last week uh, You know, in the real world of work. And so I took the Metro because I'm sure you've seen this in the news, but there's a lot of talk about super high gas prices. So I've in, been enjoying going back to using the Metro and I'm very lucky and one of these extremely privileged people, I believe, because I live right next to a Metro. I live in a, in a big complex surrounded by a bunch of other complexes, but we live really close to a Metro stop. And that allows me to very quickly get to downtown and, and live my life, right? And I chose to live that way when we were shopping for a place to buy. And I lived in downtown and didn't have a car for seven years. So I've been very intentional about using public transit as much as I could and limiting my car use. And this is becoming extremely uh, relevant as people are struggling with these really, really high gas prices. You know, gallon is going for like upwards of six dollars here in L.A. It's wild. It is wild. But I was also reflecting, of course, something that's very prominent here in Los Angeles is our incredibly high housing and our extremely terrible problem with homelessness. And I want to really briefly talk about this bill that, that passed last year. It's called SB 10. And it really, SB 10 makes it so that um, municipalities can have an easier time zoning places for these uh, high density building. And there was a lot of resistance to this because, of course, there's nimbyism, not in my backyard. And people want this idyllic suburb. They want everybody to have this beautiful house with uh, a big lawn. But that shit is just not sustainable uh, for the environment we need more public transit. We need more building up. We need to build up and build a, a more metro stops. We need to expand that. And it's really interesting because I, I, I hear a lot of progressives that were very anti-SB10 because once they got their beautiful idyllic home, they, they are like, well, I don't want a big high rise in my building. They're like, you can't have it both ways. So that is just, I want more people to be able to live the, next to a metro stop the way I get to do that. And I want Metro LA to continue to expand and build its metro. And I want the metro to be free. And that way we wouldn't be complaining about gas prices. So that's what's on my mind. What's on your mind, Anna Shayla? 
I just want to say I was nodding my head to all of that. You couldn't see me, but <laughs> I was. Yeah. So what's up with me is um, my mom and, and Theo have been visiting me in Mexico City. And so much more than I expected has come up while they've been visiting me about life, how to live it, how to appreciate it, making the most of it. So that's what I wanted to reflect a little bit on today. So, I mean, first of all, it's just been really like just like appreciating the tenderness of this moment of like seeing older siblings spend time together like this. You know, hermanitos, it's been super cute for me to see that um, my uncle went to college and here in, in Mexico City and he hadn't been back since he was in his 20s. So so a really long time ago. And also you can see like what generation they're from in some ways, but also seeing how both of them have challenged things that they grew up with. And that's really cool, too. So I feel like they're kind of like traditional progressive. Aggressives, you know, so some viejitos and they're from their generation, but they also like call out the bullshit. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Well, aren't they aren't they from a really radical, cool generation? I mean, they're from the late 60s and 70s. So they were cooler than we were, to be honest. They were probably cooler than we were. Sí, sí, sí. Um, so that's been really just like just the tenderness of this moment. Um, también, sto- like another thing I've been reflecting on is just like the importance of storytelling, uh, hearing their stories from them growing up and remembering that sometimes like stories are the only ways that we get to keep memories alive. And so just reminding myself to be present and bear witness to these stories that I'm getting to hear that some of them I've never heard before. Anna Shayla, what else came up for you? Yeah, I mean, I think it was just like about reflection on how to live life, you know, and, and I think in each stage of your life, it's about choosing to, to live it with what we have in that moment and finding new things to get excited about. That's the only way, you know, we, we get to keep enjoying life is finding new things to get excited about. And as we get older, and so, you know, We don't know how long we're going to live. So the best thing we can do is live our best life right now to be present and enjoy the moment, but also to give us the best quality of life later. So my grandparents, my mom and my Theo's parents, they lived until their mid 90s. And so my mom and Theo are basically preparing for that same possibility and having the best possible quality of life if they, if they make it there. And that means like the things that they do right now. So my Theo, he's, he's 76. He walks every day. He's learning Portuguese. He's mindful of his health in, in all the ways. And, um, you know, another thing that was, you know, felt really proud of him for is, is he lost his, his wife, my tia, um, less than two years ago. And, and he's decided, you know, that he wants to open himself to a companion. And so while he was here, he actually went on his first Bumble date. His sons got him on Bumble. And so this was his first date in over 40 years. So I'm just like really proud of him for like the courage and like, you know, finding reason to, to keep living life. And, you know, the other night they went out to dinner and a show and they got home later than me. So they're just giving me life. And then they're reminding me that there are so many lives that we get to live. Beautiful, beautiful. So speaking of living life to the fullest and getting to do what you love, who do we have today? Yeah. So we're speaking to um, Kathy Cano Murillo, who is also known as a crafty chica. And she describes herself as a full-time creative printer. And when you hear her, you'll hear this voice and she sounds like this crafty, sweet lady, but don't let that sweet voice fool you. She is a badass that has achieved so much of what she's envisioned. And she just drops all the gems on really just getting what you want and making the most of every moment. So um, I really took a lot from the conversation and, and you're going to want to take notes for this one. So we hope you enjoy it. Today, we are joined by Kathy Cano Murillo, also known as the Crafty Chica. Thank you so much for being on the show with us, Kathy. We so appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, I'm so excited for our listeners to to get to experience all that you are. Um, You know, I got to meet (laughs) you virtually when you were a speaker for the coaching program I co-lead with Harry, Launch Latinx, 
And I remember being so inspired by your energy and just so many gems and truth bombs that you dropped around following your dreams and, and really building a career you that you love. Um, and actually, my mom and brother now live in Phoenix. And I and I tried to visit your store so that I actually no, I didn't try. I visited your store to see if I could meet you in person. But unfortunately, yeah. you weren't there that day. But yeah, <laughs> but I look forward to that in-person meeting. Um, Okay, so I have a few questions prepared for you before, but before we get into those, I would love for our listeners to learn a little bit more about who Kathy is. So, you know, they got to hear a little bit of your bio, but in addition to that, mm -hmm. what are a few words that describe who you are in this world? Well, I'm a very visual person. I love pop culture, so I relate it as far as character. So I would say I'm like, Ugly Betty, in the way that I'm full of enthusiasm, but not always perfect. <laughs> Martha Stewart, because I love to make things and just put my own mark on things and teach people how to do that. A little bit of Oprah optimism and wisdom. And Forrest Gump experiences of things like, wow, did that really happen to me? <laughs> so those are all of the kind of things that that sum it up, I feel. Yes, I love that. And I feel like that is such a perfect and like, I love that visual uh, representation of who you are. And, and the listeners will get to see a little bit of that. Um, okay, so what's something that you what's been up with you recently? Or what's something that you've been excited about? Well, recently, this has been such an amazing um, nine months, I would say. I, I launched a fabric collection, a greeting card collection, a um, craft product line, a, a new book, and just working with these different companies and seeing my designs go out in you know, mass produced through manufacturers to go out in different retail stores on store shelves. I was even on HSN several times. It has just been exciting to see my hard work and vision come to this level to where I can represent myself and my culture, my community far and wide, and hopefully open doors for other people to do the same, other people in our community to do the same. Most recently, just last week, my new craft product line came out. And so that's the most recent exciting thing because it was just a week ago. And it's just fun to see people, what they make with the products and they tag me and they, they're having craft parties. And it's just so fun to watch it all unfold. Yeah, I can only imagine what a journey it has been to get to to where you are right now, and and what a what a badass to be doing so many things, and we'll, and we can get into to more of of how you do it. Um, but one thing I know that you've said that in everything that you do, the most important thing you can start with is is love for yourself. Whether you're pitching yourself to, uh, you know, a, a partner, whatever it is, starting with love for yourself. And and I would love to hear from you why you feel so strongly about that being where you start. I have just always felt that we all have our own superpower, like something that makes us special. And the first time I recognized it, I was in fifth grade. I was so shy. I was one of the only little brown girls in my class. And my teacher had me stand up and read a short story I wrote to the entire fifth grade, like all of the homerooms. And I was terrified. But when I got up there and I read my story and I saw my classmates 
clap and laugh and cheer and oh it was like magic i was like this is this is my superpower like it's it's connecting with people it's sharing my creativity and i just kind of anchored that as a child and took it into everything i did as a teenager a, a young adult a grown adult and it just was even though i knew i i i was never like what who is perfect right we're not all perfect. We have to get rid of that thought of achieving that and instead just loving who we are right now and the resources we have right now, who's around us right now, the time that we're in and making the most of it. And that's what I have done all along the way is just recognizing that I'm going to change as I grow through different eras and experiences, whatever opportunities, they aren't, they aren't going to be here forever. And it's just like loving myself enough to take a chance to try it, to give myself the opportunity to accomplish something that I am terrified of, that people could laugh at or people could criticize and say, you know what? This is who I am and I'm learning. <laughs> Just like I know you're learning. You hide your paper. I'm going to show mine to everybody and I'm going to say it's not perfect, but this is where we are and I'm so proud I did this. So I think it could also go along with the middle child Sagittarius thing, <laughs> but it, it's just always, you know, just saying this is who I am right now in this moment and I'm going to make the most of it having that kind of mindset. And I didn't recognize it when I was younger exactly like that. But now that I'm older, mm. I'm like, wow, that is a mindset I always carried with me. Yeah, that's I love that. So this is who I am in this moment. And I'm going to make the most of right. where I am in this moment. And not thinking yes, like, being I'm the gonna... best version of yourself. Yeah, in this moment, in this moment. You know. right. Because sometimes I think yes. like what a lot of us do is like, uh, I'll wait until I have X, Y, Z before I do this. And you never actually get there right. because you get, you think you, you get there and then, then you like add some more things that you need before you can, you can do that thing. Right. Yes, exactly. And, and I've always been a person where I always think of my future self and the end goal for every single goal or project. I get the end goal of what I want it to turn out like, and then I reverse engineer it to get there. And I realize that to get there, I have to use what I have right now. I, sometimes you're building the ship as you fly it. And for example, like, you know, launching an online store, I didn't know what I was doing, building a website, I didn't know what I was doing, but I figured it out in a weekend in order to make that end goal happen. And then once it was up, then I, as I learned more, I could make it grow and look better as each day went, rather than sitting and waiting for the perfect opportunity. Right. I love that. Um, so one thing I think that, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, that's allowed you to do what you, what you've accomplished is, is this belief in yourself and, and your capabilities. And I think it's, it's really inspiring, but I know that sometimes, um, you know, believing in ourselves and, and loving ourselves fiercely can be really hard when there are so many yes. industries and media, um, mm -hmm. honestly, sometimes making money off of doing, you know, like making us making it hard for us to love ourselves. Right. And so, um, and I right. feel like the, this environment can be quite toxic, like social media, et cetera. So I'm curious, like what has allowed you to have this belief in yourself and also what some tips you have to really loving yourself 
in the way that's allowed you to go after all these things? Well, I'll give you an example because we always get tests on things. And I had always had this vision of having a giftware line in stores, having greeting cards, having journals in stores. I had this vision before I had the skills to get there. And I had an opportunity come to me maybe like 10 years ago, it fell in my lap and these people were like, wow, we love your brand. We want to do a giftware line with you. And I was like, wow, that came really fast. But you know what? I didn't know who I was as a designer of creating a giftware line. So I just put something together really, really fast and I gave it to them and I was at a party one night and I couldn't, I was waiting to hear the answer. And in my mind, I like to always plan for success and I could not get my email. Like their reception wasn't working. I got back to my hotel room that night. The email came through and they said, we have decided to cancel this project. That was it. <laughs> like they were done. It was a hard no. And I felt so stupid, so humiliated. I told all my family, my friends about it. And I thought, who do I think I'm kidding? And this isn't the only situation. Same thing with my first novel. You know, just those rejections are so hard. And I just beat myself up over all the the time I sacrificed being a, a mom, a working mom, working away from my kids to work on these dreams when they fell flat. And all it needed was space to grow and evolve. I was able to step away from it, work on something else that gave me comfort, like crafting and sprinkling a lot of glitter <laughs> and just, but keeping work, keep working on those things. And they eventually came back around. Those opportunities came back at the right time and I was ready for them. And I'm glad that at that time, I was hard on myself at first, and I questioned everything. But then I thought, you know what, no matter how many no's that I get, I still love to do these things. And whether if they say yes or no, I'm still going to keep creating what I want to create. I'm still going to keep writing because no one can take that away from me. And if it is meant to be for me, it will come around. And once I realized that I was really able to exhale and say, you know what, let me work on the things that are working and we'll keep nurturing these other things and, and see if they're meant to be. And sometimes it's putting them away and coming back to them. So that's why I think it's so important to just always be grounded within yourself. And if you have to sit down and make a list of all the things that you're proud of for yourself. And sometimes it can be as simple as, you know, uh, like, for example, weight, you know, I've always had issues with weight. And one day I'm like, I looked in the mirror and I'm like, I'm sorry, body that I'm so mean to you. And I say so many mean things like you do such a good job carrying me everywhere I need to go. You get me through everything. And I sat down and I wrote down 
I love my body because this, I love my legs because they're strong. Like if it's writing, it's like, okay, this is the lesson I learned from that big no. I learned that that I really made a list and it helped me have such a different, healthier perspective of it. So if you have to sit down and make that list of the things that you're proud of, those are your foundation things that are always there. And it could be, I have empathy, you know, I, I, preach love to people. I preach love for myself. And sometimes those are the things we need to get us through. Yeah, I love that. I feel like what I feel like what you're doing is you're sort of grounding sort of the emotions in reality, right? Like, okay, this is all the things I'm feeling, like fear being the the, the biggest emotion, right? And then actually looking at what is the actual worst case? And is that worst case worth me not going after this? And most of the time, that worst case is not as bad as you've made it up to be in your head. (laughs) We want to take a moment to talk about something we care about, a functioning democracy. A bunch of us in the podcast community have partnered with Represent Us, a grassroots organization. We are spreading the word about efforts to protect our elections and pass laws that will make our government truly inclusive. And we're doing this because it's time to take a stand. America's democracy faces urgent threats, but we can build a fair path forward together. If you care about this issue like we do, there are ways to get involved. Visit represent.us slash podcast to learn more. That's represent.us slash podcast. I want to go back to the point about consistency, how important consistency is. But I think in order to have consistency, you have to really be doing something that inspires you and that you love. And it's not doing something for the money, right? Like, for example, um, Tamarindo, right? So we've been doing this for several years now, and it's because we love it. And and last year, um, you know, we still have a, a ways to keep growing and, and, and bigger goals, but we've had the, the, the most successful year that as a, as a podcast and we're able to join a, a podcast network and it's because of our consistency. So I think it's, it's, you have to be grounded in, in what you, in yes. what you consistency love. Consistency right? and discipline, so much discipline because you believe in your purpose of what you're doing and you're passionate about it. And you know that there is a place for you. You know you're serving great information to people. And the more that you are consistent with following that path, the more that the doors will open for you. But if you have it in your mind or you have it written out and you don't take the action because you're waiting for a sponsor or you're waiting for an investor, it will just sit there. But if you get up and moving and get it rolling, that's what will attract those other things. And I love the way that you said you started it out of passion and knowing there's a purpose behind it. That's what I did with Crafty Chica. It was years before I ever made a penny. I was excited when they would send me free glue. (laughs) And little (laughs) did I realize that it would turn into this little empire (laughs) of, you know, all these different product lines and things. But it happened because like you, I just started it out of passion and love for it because I knew I was good at it because I loved it and I had a lot to share and offer to whomever was interested in the topics I shared. 
How do you, how are you able to, to manage so many different, um, you know, projects? I know you have different revenue streams. Uh, one of the things we, you know, we, we always want to think about is how you can make sure that your well being yes. comes first and that you don't, you know, burn out because sometimes we leave the corporate world or, and then we enter, try to do our own thing and we end up working even harder or burning ourselves out. Right. Yes. <laughs> it goes back to Harry Lopez when I was working with him and he said, if you could wave a magic wand, what would your team look like? And this was years ago. And I thought, I, there's no way I can afford a team. And he said, well, let's wave a magic wand. And I put a team together. And the first one was a manager to help me manage everything. And within a year, I ended up hiring someone, a, a wonderful person, Candy Oliveira. She was from Hispanicize and she specializes in contracts, everything that I needed. And I hired her as my manager so she can handle all of the big things and she can come to me with the best stuff and, and we can talk, you know, everything. She brings me everything and we talk about it. And then I hired a production person to help me with shipping, with packing different things. Um, I employ different, you know, I have different freelance people that I call on for things because I really learned that the more that I got out of the weeds of it, I had more time to work on the big picture type of items at time together. Yeah. So I think one thing that, that you mentioned is, is really having people that are in your corner, whether it's a coach, whether it's like your close friends, especially for folks from, from our communities who often do, you know, struggle with imposter syndrome um, having people that remind you that you're a badass. I, I need that all the time. Tambien. It, you know, it's like we, we need that. So thank you for, for sharing that. Um, so I want to transition over to the part of our show where we like to ask our rapid fire questions, our matraca, our basura and our calma. Okay. So I'm going to share my matraca for this week. So my matraca is just um, getting to witness the beautiful, I'm, I'm, I'm super cheesy, by the way, but the, the beautiful moments, like <laughs> the beautiful moments of, of, of just like the cycle of, of life and just allowing those moments to let us be present. And I want to give two examples to that. The first one is um, in my backyard, there is actually um, a lot of colibris, a lot of, a lot of hummingbirds live in my backyard, which is super special for me because I've never, I've, it's my favorite bird. I love, I love it. And I've never gotten to see so many before in my life. So that's been really beautiful. But even more beautiful is that actually there's, there was a, there's a nest in my backyard. So I actually got to see a little baby hummingbird go from like, you know, barely, you could barely tell it's a bird to like yesterday, I, was it yesterday, the day before yesterday, actually seeing the, the baby bird barely fitting in its nest with its wings. And then later in the day, it was no longer there. So I got to see a baby, you know, grow into its, you know, like, like, and fly away. And it was actually really, like I said, so you llorona también, chillona. So it was like, a, I actually got emotional about getting to see, you know, the, the cycle of life and seeing that little bird fly off. And honestly, I was a little scared because we have a cat and I was like so worried that like in the process of learning to fly or something, the cat was going to was going to catch the little bird. So I was very happy to see it grow into its full size and fly away. Yeah. And related to that, getting to um, witness, um, I was a, a bridesmaid this past weekend in, in my um, in a really good friend's 
wedding and just getting to, to witness like powerful love and just being so present in that is just such a beautiful moment that reminds us just to be grateful for every every single moment that we get to share with our loved ones. So I also want to ask you then, what are you putting in, in la basura? So what goes in the trash for you? So I would say definitely struggle mindset. That has to go. I mean, normally I was like, okay, I don't really like to throw anything in the trash because there's always for upcycling and recycling, but some things just need to go. <laughs> and I yes. think struggle mindset, we need to release ourselves from that. And we need to start channeling and, and connecting with our potential and our gifts and saying, you know what, let me let those lead the way. And I'm put on this earth to, I have a purpose here. I want to thrive. Show me what my husband and I started doing every day as we say, what's going to make us happy today? And it helps us get out of any negative mindset we, we focus on. So all day we're like, that made me happy today. That made me happy. It adds up. So definitely getting rid of that struggle, negative mindset. Yeah. And that doesn't mean we're not going to, I love that. So that mean that doesn't mean we're not going to experience negative, painful things, but right. again, it's like finding those things, finding joy throughout our day. Things yes. that make us happy. Like at the end that. of the day, you know, knowing that, you know what, no matter what I'm here and I matter. And whether if it's, you know, what, no matter what we go through in the day, if, you know, good or bad, we're going to get through it. And we are going to get through it and, and we're going to thrive. We're meant to thrive. Awesome. I love that. Um, okay. So I'm going to share my basura. And it also, again, like I sharing before the balance of like kind of, you know, hard and, and easy or not hard and easy, but like grief and joy. And mm -hmm. um, so also this weekend um, coming back while I was at this wedding, coming back from like the opening party for, for the wedding, um, you know, like a few days before the actual wedding, mm -hmm. we were driving back and we actually hit a blockade because there was a shooting, a cartel shooting, like mm -hmm. literally on, on outside of a restaurant on the way home Two rival um, cartels got into a fight and, you know, two people were killed. And so I, what I want to put in the basura is just you know, the conditions and the mm -hmm. domestic and global players and countries that yes. have led to continued cartel violence in, 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 in Mexico. So yes. um, it's really, you know, it's really painful to, to see, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm from Mexico. It's a beautiful country, obviously also, mm -hmm. you know, rich, but also, you know, dark history as well, as well, but it's, yeah. it's just hard to see it be affect, continue to be affected by yeah. this. It's, it's very heartbreaking. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, in the car with us were, um, the grooms, um, grooms, the groom's mom and, and grandmother and they're Colombian. Mm -hmm. And so they were, you know, triggered by this experience because they grew up in, in Colombia at a time yeah. when, when, when cartel violence was, was really terrible. So they were recounting mm -hmm. how, you know, at times there were, uh, bomb, like bombings at cafes, like so much violence to, yeah. to try to even oh end gosh. the violence that was happening yeah. there and, and, and what that was like for them. So, it, you know, it, we had that kind of shared moment of, you know, mm -hmm. where they got to share that with us. Um, okay. And so I, what about calma? What's keeping you grounded? What's, what's giving you calma? Um, I think just taking time, quiet time every day 
to meditate and reflect and just to say thankful for the good things that happened that day. And whether the smallest things, you know, I have a little journal where every day I write down the three things that went good today. And then at the end of the week, I look at all of them and it just, it makes me calm <laughs> for especially when things are rocky mm -hmm. or scary or sad. I think, okay, there's at least three things each day that I find that are good. And again, they can be little things. I made up my bed today, like on the hardest days, my mom passed away in September and it was just so such a hard time. And that day it was like, oh, I got six hours of sleep last night or I got through the day without crying. Like and each one was like kind of heavy. But at the end, I was like, we got through that. So taking time to meditate and, and just document those three things each day that that worked, that went right. And um, just knowing that I'm always open to trying new things to grow, to have an open mindset. And that keeps, mm. keeps me calm because it's a big world. I know I still have a lot of days ahead of me and I know I can, I can do whatever I want to do at any time. It's everything's there for us. And just to have that open mindset of, of trying new things, meeting new people. I saw a quote that I love that said, uh, it said something like to think we haven't even met all of the people who love us yet. Like there's still more people out mm -hmm. there to connect mm -hmm. with and know and and just connect with. So that makes me really happy and it brings me a sense of calm and happiness. Yeah, I think I I, I love the the way that you 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 look at life and and I and I feel like I can picture you being like 80 years old and still feeling <laughs> and still being the same Kathy with so much energy because you you look at every day. It seems like it, like like a little kid does in in the sense mm -hmm. that you still see the awe and the wonder and possibility of life. And I think that that is the key to, to a long and, and honestly, um, you know, joyful life is, is continuing to see the world through the eyes of, of, of a child with wonder yes. and, and awe and, and possibility, imagination. Yes. And not yeah. following the things that society tells us that they try to condition us to believe we can make up our own minds and see the world the way we want to see it. We're not going to let those things are people gaslight us anymore. We're going to do what we know we are meant to do and fulfill the dreams that we, the things that we want to do to fulfill our purpose. And the sooner that you can identify that and make your list and get started, the better things will be. Even if it's one thing that you take on, and maybe it's not a big career change. Maybe it's just taking time out of your schedule every single day to sit down and write in a journal or write a letter to someone or to redecorate your room, like carving that time out for yourself it will, will lead to better things because you're putting yourself first, your self-love first, and that creates space for so much more. Yes. And trust me, I did all this stuff working a full-time job um, having an art business, an online store. So I was able to do my Crafty Chica stuff at night after everyone was in bed. I made the time. I stopped watching my favorite TV shows to make time for me to write every single night. So 
I I look back now and I think, how in the world did I do that? (laughs) But I had that passion so strong that I made the time when I was working on my books. I had to be at work at eight in the morning. I had to leave at seven. So I would wake up at like, you know, 4.30 in the morning so I could get an hour of writing in before I had to get ready to go to work, get the kids ready for, you know, with my husband. And luckily he he cooked and helped with everything. But if make the time for yourself, look at your schedule and see where you can make the time to start working on your goals. Right. Awesome. Um, And then... um for me, what I'm giving my calma to, and, and you actually kind of touched on it a little bit, so that's interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I actually, my calma is um, writing a love letter to yourself. Mm-hmm. So kind of going Aww. back to self-love and reflection. Yeah, we actually did that as an exercise a few weeks ago. And I couldn't think of the last time that I actually just wrote a letter to myself. I think I feel like I've written letters to my future self as part of like trainings, but never just mm-hmm. like a, a straight up love letter. Yeah. Um, so that's the calma that I want to, that I did for myself last week that was really actually beautiful and that I um, also want to recommend to our listeners if y'all have never done something like this and I I know it may feel cheesy and anytime something feels kind of cheesy or uncomfortable um, a lot of times that's exactly what you need and and you just kind of get have to get work work past that kind of discomfort and and just go in just go into it yes but so that's the calma I want to leave y'all with and so what do you get to so I would recommend folks like you know set an an alarm clock for 10 minutes just 10 Mm -hmm. minutes and, you know, what do you what do you get to say to yourself? What do you what, what do you like, like you shared it? Like, what are you proud of yourself for? What do you get to tell yourself from a loving place? Yes. Or even um, the parts so that's where I, you've been hard on. Like for me, writing yeah. a love letter to my body was, oh, yeah. my gosh, I, I was like crying, sobbing while I was writing it, realizing how mean I had been to it. And, you know, now I look at it like we're in this together and I say thank you every day I'm like oh I know I put you through so much and you're all you always come through for me and you're doing the best you can and I appreciate that so it's also a love letter to what you're proud of and a love letter to maybe wear your heart on yourself like give love to that Mm -hmm. part of you as well that was mind shattering for me to do that emotionally everything (laughs) Yeah, that's a great addition. Thank you for that. So how can you especially give extra love Mm -hmm. to the areas where you're hard on yourself? Yeah, that is such a great addition. Thank you, Kathy. Okay, so we're getting close to the end of our show. So I wanted just to give you an opportunity to to share with folks, you know, what do you have? I know you're always working on on many things. Uh, What do you have coming up? What do you what do you and then where can people find you and, and, and some of your work? Well, I have my new book that just came out and it's different crafty ideas from the, you know, celebrating 20 years of my brand. So there's new projects and some um, beloved projects from the past. You can find me at craftychica.com or in all the social networks at Crafty Chica and send me a message. I would love to hear from you. Say hi if you have a question or anything at all. I'm always here. I love talking and connecting with people. And I just wish everyone so much success. And I hope everyone makes their wish list of what they want to do, what they want to accomplish, and the path it's going to take to get there. 
Yes. Yeah, so Kathy left you with so much homework, y'all. So many exercises. <laughs> I know, so I so always take notes on, on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I just want to thank you so much for your, you know, your energy and, and your joy and, and sharing some of the gems that have allowed you to have the, the success that you've had with, with your business. Thank you so much, Kathy. Thank you. All right. Well, I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and, and you take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, I love speaking with Kathy and I just want to share one big thing that I'm taking away. It's just a reminder to embrace who we are right now, what we have right now, and just starting from there. And that means working to actively love ourselves, just starting things that we wanted to start, focus on what's working, and then remembering that some things just need space and time. And sometimes we just got to let things go. So that's, that's what I'm, I'm taking away. And I'm, I'm grateful for, for, for Kathy for joining us on the show. Yes, I'm taking that away as well, man. Just start. You got to just go for it. Go for it and don't wait for perfection and and find what you love. Well, to close out, uh, we wanted to leave you this season, this long stretch of episodes that we gave you with this beautiful note. We will have one more little bonus episode, but then we're going to take a very much deserved short break. And this is a perfect time to get in touch with us if you have ideas for topics, if there are events that you have in mind, you know, we, we are all ears. You can go to our website, tamarindopodcast slash hire us so you could see all our expertise because we absolutely love putting together workshops. This is, again, an excellent time to get in touch with us. You can always email us at contact at tamarindopodcast.com. Talk to us about our ad, our ad rates, whatever ideas you have. This is the time to get in touch. And I also want to tell you that we are so, so touched when you ever, whenever you send us a contribution, anytime that you're able to send us $5, $10, $100, some of you have done, which is that phenomenal. It makes a huge, huge difference to us because we have expenses for having this podcast and we spend so many hours on this show and it is unpaid. So please do continue to send us some of your financial contributions because they mean a lot to us. And until the next episode, ponte un suéter. Bye y'all. Los queremos mucho. Chao. Tamarindo Podcast is Brenda Gonzalez and Ana Sheila Victorino. Our producers are Mitzi Hernandez and Augusto Martinez of Sonoro Media. Our theme song is by Jeff Ricards. If you want to support our work, please rate and review Tamarindo Podcast on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with a friend. Get in touch with us at tamarindopodcast.com. Cuando mi arrendador dijo que el alquiler podría ser más barato si fuéramos amigos con beneficios. Había oído hablar de acoso sexual en el lugar de trabajo, pero en mi casa. Eso es discriminación en la vivienda basada en el sexo. La gente de bienes raíces dijo que estaríamos más cómodos viviendo en un vecindario diferente con gente como nosotros. Por suerte conocíamos nuestros derechos. Es ilegal asustar a los posibles propietarios para que se alejen de ciertos vecindarios en función de raza o nacionalidad. Si usted cree que sufrió discriminación o tiene preguntas sobre sus derechos, comuníquese con Fair Housing Foundation, Fundación de Vivienda Justa, al 800-446-3247 o también en línea en fhfca.org. La vivienda justa es su derecho. Este es un anuncio de servicio público de Fair Housing Foundation y respaldado por el Departamento de Vivienda y Desarrollo Urbano HUD bajo la subvención de FIPPI, FPEI 220099.